0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the IC Old People Podcast. The IC Old People Podcast is an ongoing review and discussion of aging. I am your host, Dr. Bruce. I have 35 years of healthcare experience and I am recently retired. I'm also recently a uh, newest member of the senior congregation. I'm really happy to be getting those discounts all over all over whenever I'm shopping. It's always a nice treat. So I just turned uh, 60 in November. I'm on my way to 61. I'm a little over halfway around this most recent journey around the sun and it has been a most interesting time. In November, who could have ever predicted that we would be entering into a time of madness? A time of madness that has now continued for six months. So here we are. Uh, Everyone is well familiar with what I am referring to. Everybody in the world knows that uh, the world as we knew it in November of 2019 is certainly a very different world today in August. uh, Today is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. I normally broadcast on Tuesdays, but uh, I was traveling all day yesterday. By the time I got settled into my Airbnb, I was... uh quite tired and uh, just is in no me- no mood really to discuss anything of, uh, of any merit anyway. Just went ahead and had a good night's rest and then this morning I got up and went for a beautiful bike ride. I have a really nice bike that I brought along with me because I'm going to be staying here for a little while. I'll explain that in a minute. I went on a really, really nice bike ride. Uh, it, my intention was about a two hour bike ride, and my bike is very comfortable for two hours. I have what's called a comfort seat, which is a nice wide seat, and uh, the handlebars are quite high, so I'm not all hunched over the way you are on a road bike. So this is a bike that's designed for trails and very light uh, riding. Uh, it's uh, only has seven speeds, so its high, its highest speed is not that fast and uh, I quite enjoy the leisurely pace that I can take with it well I ended up getting lost so my two-hour ride turned into a four-hour ride maybe even close to four and a half hours by the time I finally found myself back here to uh, the Airbnb which I'd only arrived at in the evening last night so uh, I was trying to familiarize myself with the area Uh, through the bike ride but I ended up getting, uh, I ended up taking a wrong turn and I just kept on going. I finally stopped and asked for directions and fortunately uh, the fellow was uh, very clear that I was going in exactly the opposite direction so I'm glad that I stopped, turned around and headed back the other way but now i've had a nice shower i feel clean and comfortable i poured myself a cup of coffee that i'm going to sip on right now Uh, i do love my coffee so here we are in the land of madness i did move to another province for a little bit of uh, a little while i'm going to be here for a bit last week i said i had a teaser on why i was leaving and uh, what happens is oh, the old saying: when one door closes, another one opens. It pretty much uh, within within the week, almost like three days after I officially retired, when I actually put things into motion. You know, it's one thing to talk about retiring; it's one thing to bitch about wishing you were wishing you were retired, but it's another thing to actually do it. And when I actually did it informed my partner I was retiring, handed in my keys to the office. Within three days, another door opened to me. So now I guess that my 35 years of experience, my successful opening and running of a home care company, and I don't know if I have ever mentioned, but I also taught anatomy for five years at a community college. Well, all of those on my CV seem to be pretty inviting, and I'm now doing a bit of consulting work. So, the consulting work that I'm going to do is going to bring me to a number of different areas of the country. But my first stop here is in uh, beautiful Manitoba. So, I was, if you can recall some of my podcasts a few weeks back or a couple of months back, I was in Manitoba already. And that's why it certainly appealed to me to come back. Manitoba seems to be the common sense province, I'll put, it, I'll put it that way. Ontario right now is at a time where everyone is just following suit, everyone is just uh, following the orders, and uh, it seems to be no common sense whatsoever. Uh, I come to Manitoba, there are no mandatory mask laws in Manitoba, uh, which is wonderful. You certainly do see people wearing masks. I saw a number of people on my bike ride wearing masks. Older people, particularly, and uh, people who with some type of disability, people in, um, in walkers or in, in um, those little mobility chairs were wearing masks. Other people who I imagine were immunocompromised, a few people that were quite obese were wearing masks. And this is why I call this the common sense province, because these are the people that should be masked these are the people that should voluntarily be wearing masks and I support that one hundred percent. I am in no way an anti-mask activist. I am an anti-mandatory mask activist. I do not believe that masks should be made mandatory. I do not believe that any health procedures should be made mandatory. I believe in health freedom. I believe that you have the right to choose what and how you treat your health so i am against mandatory vaccinations i'm against mandatory mask wearing i also don't love the idea of having to having to spray my hands with uh, this uh, sanitizer every store i go into but that's a small thing that i can certainly take and if i could could not do that i certainly would I much prefer to just wash my hands after I go out into a situation uh, than to spray and have this. And I really think people have this false sense of security. And that's what the masks are doing in my opinion. They are a false sense of security. They are making people think that they can do whatever they want and they are going to be protected. Well, there's absolutely no scientific evidence that supports the use of masks with something like this particular issue but there is all kinds of scientific evidence that shows that wearing these masks for a prolonged period of times will cause some health issues particularly hypoxia which is a lack of oxygen into your into your lungs. the way the body works is it breathes in oxygen and it breathes out carbon dioxide similar to the exhaust of your car the exhaust of your car you would never go into your into your into your garage, close the doors, and then run your car. Everyone knows that that you shouldn't do that. That's how people commit suicide. They go into their uh, car, they go into their garage, they shut the doors, they seal up the windows, and then they let the car run, and then they slowly die from hypoxia, where carbon monoxide, which is coming out of the car exhaust replaces the oxygen in the blood and they slowly drift off into sleep and then they slowly die everyone knows that you should never run a car inside and uh, it just makes sense now we have these masks covering our faces that are stopping the outflow of carbon dioxide from our lungs and letting it accumulate inside the mask and then we are rebreathing it again. I have seen no evidence that this is helpful in any way to prevent the issue at hand. And I have seen all kinds of, of different studies that have shown that it is negative and that it is a deterrent, a deterrent to health. So the fact that it has been mandated for people to wear them and in Ontario, Ontario is the California of Canada. Ontario is just moving lockstep in order of putting these masks. You're seeing everybody wearing them everywhere, inside, outside, driving in their cars, riding on their bikes. You're seeing children wearing them. children, babies wearing masks. When this opportunity arose in Manitoba, I, I just I jumped at it. and I mean it's difficult. I've got, uh, I've got a lot of family back in Ontario and I'm going to miss them dearly but I mean thank God for technology that we can stay connected and it is only a short term that I'm going to be here. Hopefully by the time I return to Ontario uh, some sanity will have returned to the province. But right now I am in the common sense province and that is the province of Manitoba where there are no mandatory mask laws. Social distancing is, is being enforced and is, is, is regularly being uh, reminded to the people, and the people are very, very good about social distancing. Groups are, are limited. Uh, Certain uh, places are open. Restaurants are open, but they're all social distanced. Uh, A a number of parks, all of the parks are open. Uh, Some entertainment venues are open in Manitoba. Uh, For example, the casinos are open. Uh, There are no table games at the casinos, uh, which is too bad for me because I kind of like the, I like to play blackjack once in a while, but I won't be doing that here in Manitoba. They only have slot machines, which I really, uh, they are one arm bandits I have no uh, no regard or no no inclination to uh, put any money into one of those one arm bandits so there's there I won't be visiting a casino in Manitoba just for that reason but they are open they've spread the machines out they've kind of stopped uh, or, or put a, a no sign on every other one so everybody is kind of separated they have uh, again the protocol of social distancing but no mandatory masks. This really is, I think, the approach that should be taken, and it would be wonderful if Ontario could see uh, this common sense province and how well it is operating. Manitoba is is not a heavily populated province. It has less people in the entire province than uh, about a million people in the entire province, approximately don't quote me on that, approximately a million people in the entire province and that's about a quarter of the size of the city of Toronto. So you know we're dealing with a large province geographically but a very very small population. So it just again makes sense that you would not move to these draconian measures of having your entire population wearing masks especially when there's absolutely no in any way whatsoever so uh, it's just it it just baffles my mind that we have allowed the medical people to dictate through the health departments to dictate these rules and everybody is just saying okay and doing it no resistance whatsoever last week there were some uh, res- um, anti-mask protests that weren't really reported on the mainstream news but i did find out about them through some alternative news sources and they were very very poorly attended in manitoba there were about 20 people at the legislature in ontario at the uh, toronto in toronto at the ontario legislature there were again only a handful of people protesting masks i really thought that the entire half the country at least half the country at least would be up in arms the way i am about this loss of health freedom so what's next i i know i don't know i have a pretty strong feeling but i'm not going to talk about that right now a lot of the um Podcasts and a lot of the uh, YouTube websites that I go to uh, are starting to be banned just for speaking out against these draconian measures that we have been placed under. I think this is a way to break our spirit. People that that are doing this, the people who are actually masterminds behind this plan to break our spirits, must just be laughing that it has been so, so successful right from the very first lockdown. And I believe me, I was one of them at first when that lockdown first occurred because I had no idea what this virus was. And I thought it could could be something like SARS. It could be something as bad as something like Ebola where people were just going to be literally dying in the streets. And we were getting some false reports out of China at that time that people were just dying in the streets. So I was right on board with everybody else. Let's, uh, let's stay inside, let's just shut down the economy, let's lock her down, and let's, let's get this thing under control. But it was only a matter of weeks that they started to realize that all of those projections were wrong. The virus was not as deadly as they said. It is only deadly to a very specific uh, demographic, and that is elderly people with comorbidities. If you're not sure what comorbidities is, it simply means that not only are you old, 65 or older, you also have a number of illnesses as well. So you could have an obesity problem, you could be diabetic, uh, you could have cancer, you could have an immunocompressed issue, you could have all kinds of different comorbidities. These are the people most at risk. This is why when it went through the nursing homes, this is the people who died in such numbers because they were elderly and they were already ill. So someone like myself, who's 60 years old, I'm in very, very good health. I am at very little, very, very little risk of of, uh, developing any type of issue with this. I feel that my rights are being infringed by me being forced to wear a mask. In, in all these public places in Ontario. So I'm just so happy to be here in Manitoba where there is at least some semblance of common sense. I, I just want to uh, imply to everyone to just to please, please open up your minds. Try to look at the bigger issue here. Stop just taking whatever is being said at the, on the 630 American News as, as being the gospel. There are other issues, there are other ways. There are scientists who are being muffled right now. There are scientists who are never being heard by the mainstream media. The mainstream media and the medical establishment are very, very much in lockstep with this whole thing. And they are taking our rights away one, one little bit at a time, one little bit at a time. Uh, when I see all of the uh, alternative news sources being deplatformed, in particularly the last one was the high wire, uh, the high wire with Dell Bigtree, you could never find a more reliable, scientific, well proven source of information and they took it down. YouTube just took every video that he ever made, just took it down. But you can still find him on thehighwire.com. And I could be I could be taken off the air just for mentioning that now. So that's a risk I'm I'm going to take. Uh, so i'm here in manitoba i went for this awesome bike ride and uh, it was a lot of fun i got to know my little new community for a while i am having to do social uh, isolation for two weeks because i did come from uh, southern ontario which is kind of the hotbed for this issue in uh, in canada and uh, i'm gladly doing that so when i was on my bike ride i did not stop i did not go into any stores i didn't uh, interact with anybody i kept to myself and made sure that uh, i will continue to do that for the two week self-isolation period i'll let you know how that self-isolation is going next week fortunately i have you uh, i have netflix to watch and i'm i just started watching the second season of the umbrella academy which i just find uh fascinatingly weird and a lot of fun it's an ellen page vehicle she's a young canadian actress and i think she was famous from a a show called juno quite a few years ago but she is uh, really good in this and i'm excited to watch another episode later on today in the meantime i'm just going to uh edit this right now and and get this out to you uh you might notice sometimes when i abs- accidentally mention the issue at hand it'll sometimes be just kind of edited out my uh, podcast is just being swarmed by bots i've never had so many so it looks like they uh, they've sicked artificial intelligence on all of us just looking through uh listening for keywords and of course i uh, did bring my list with me of keywords that i try not to mention during a podcast chin up okay everybody we're going to get through this we can do it but we've got to start speaking out we can't just start we just can't do everything we're told as if it's the gospel okay let's just start using our common sense let's start speaking out a little bit against some of these issues because if we don't we will just keep losing our rights they will keep tightening it and tightening it and tightening it we already are seeing lineups at stores at banks we are already seeing uh, shortages of foods in grocery stores and goods in consumer goods stores we are headed on our way to a terrible devastating economy and the fact that this lockdown has now gone on for over six months we are seeing the results of uh, Oh, what do they call it again? Deaths by, deaths by, I can't think of it now, but it's, it's suicide, depression, uh, there's all kinds, there's abuse going on, there's physical abuse, there is uh, despair, that's what it's called, deaths of despair. We knew they were coming. Every time the unemployment go, go, rate goes up 1% in the United States, every time the unemployment rate goes up 1%, Fifty to 60,000 people die in the United States from deaths of despair. That's suicide, heart attacks, um, just giving up. And the the unemployment rate has gone up much more than 1%. I think the unemployment rate is at 10% right now. And when this thing started, it was about 3%. That's 7%. That's 350,000 people are going to die from deaths of despair. And nobody's talking about that. They're just talking about this they just kept, keep talking about this issue as if it is the most important thing in the world. It is not the most important thing in the world. The most important thing in the world is for us to get our economy running again, to get people back out again, to get people interacting in their communities again, Get people singing in church again, walking down the street and saying hello to their neighbors, not hiding behind masks and moving away. The last time I went for a bike ride in Ontario, people that were walking along the trail while I was riding my bike, wearing masks on a trail, literally stepped off the trail and turned away from me as I passed by on my bike. That's the kind of antisocial behavior that makes people crazy. And I just am so happy. My bike ride today was full of pleasant faces and smiles. People walking their dogs together. People smiling and joking. I went through a a community garden. It's called like a a sunken garden or a, a royal garden type of thing. And the people were talking. And oh, it was just wonderful. So Ontario, take note. People can live well without masking and covering up their faces and hiding from each other. I wish this uh, podcast was a little bit happier, but it's just such a serious issue. We can't keep letting our personal freedoms be taken away from us. If we don't, we're going to lose everything. We're going to lose everything we worked for so for so so long all those boys that went to war for the freedom to fight Hitler to fight communism and here we are walking right into the fire all right so if you listen till the end you know I love you you know I don't even know how many people listen to me anymore I know a lot of bots are listening and you bots can all just f off but everyone else all those people my one listener still from Idaho my new listener from Great Britain My continuous listeners from France, and my many listeners in Ontario, thank you. I really appreciate that you take the time to listen to this uh, old Canadian guy sitting here in his Airbnb. You take care, and I'll see you NT. I'll see you next Tuesday.